Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Courtney. And um, how was your week? You know, it was, uh, it was fine. I went to Broadway. You did? And, uh, I didn't tell you what show I went yeah. to saw. Yeah, I still have no idea. If you okay. want to YouTube, I went and saw six. Okay, see, I the everything I've seen of the show didn't have a curtain though. So that's why I was confused because every other photo I've ever seen from the production, like from people in the house, they mm-hmm. don't have a curtain. Well, also, every person that I sent that picture to said I, they thought I was at Aladdin. Literally, see, I knew I, I knew it wasn't Aladdin. Right. Um, but but like I said, I even had a friend who posted from being at the show the same night you were, and it wasn't a curtain. They didn't. Oh, I see. So I, 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 as far as I was aware, it was the kind of set where it's bare stage as soon as you get there from everything I've oh, seen. Oh, yeah. No, they have so, a curtain that looks like, kind of looks like the magic carpet. Not, you're not wrong. Eh, kind Everyone of. Everyone else said that. It's not, it's not like super wrong. But then once you uh, get into it, it's... It is just like one set, and then they have like yeah, lights. no, and I um, a lot of set changes. No, and it's just that I've literally every picture I've seen and everything I've seen was like like one style where you walk in and the set is already there. So that's, that's why that's why that wasn't one of my guesses because I didn't think they had a curtain. <laughs> right, right. So that's fair then. Yeah, and no, it was uh, <laughs> it was super good though. Um, yeah, for those of you who don't know what it's about, it's about the ex wives of Henry the Eighth. And basically, like they're taking back their power. It was it was really good, and the music's phenomenal. Like I hadn't listened to the music before, oh, and I love, I love the music. I it is okay. historically inaccurate and pisses right. me off on levels that I cannot explain because people would then have to see the psychology that is my obsession with Henry VIII and his yes. six wives, and I I don't think we have time for that. I mean, you know, that could be a whole different podcast. <laughs> So, but the music is fantastic. It's pretty good. Yeah. So, how was your week? It was horrible. And oh, <laughs> no, it was fine. It's just, it was a Catholic schools week. So, like, the kids were insane. And which is uh, Spirit Week for those of you who are not Catholic, because I had no yeah. idea. Oh yeah, no, it's Spirit Week. So it was stupid and just. Listen, as a kid, Spirit Week was the coolest thing in the world. As a teacher, it's not. It's really, <laughs> really not. And um, also, it's snowing, and it's gross, and I hate it. So, well, it's not snowing here, and I'm mad about it. So, they, it rained, and it's been raining for two days now, and it has erased all of the snow I had. <sighs> yeah. Um, no, I uh, had a snow day today. Could not, cause uh, and um, literally when I woke up at five o'clock in the morning, I looked outside. I said, "If we don't have a snow day, I'm still not going to work." No, oh, look, I don't blame you. I don't blame it's, you. It's been a day. It was. Also, I know this. I know this looks like a wine glass, but it's just juice. I'm so thirsty. Oh gosh, it should be wine. No, one of us has to be able to get through this night. I guess that's true. <laughs> You're not wrong about that. <laughs> um, I feel like I was going to say something specific about my week. 
But I honestly, after being asleep for most of the day today, I don't remember. I don't remember. Were you going to talk about seeing me? Because you're going to do that soon. I am, but we talked about that last week. I know. We like planned my trip on the podcast. (laughs) That's very true. We did plan your trip on the podcast. So, uh, yeah. So, for those of you listening, it is booked now. It's happening. Yes. It sure is. But yeah, it was just a long week. I feel like every week's just going to be a long week until school's over. <laughs> Look, I think every week is a long week and then you die. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, that reminds me of one of my students. His parents were emailing me trying to like get advice because he's being, um, a typical little tiny middle school douche who because he's having right. feelings and thinking he's too cool for everything. Absolutely. And the, I, I'm not obviously going to spill personal information except for the one thing that his mom said in an email that I almost died was she told me that he said to her, life's too short to waste your time at school. And I was like, same kid. Fair. Fair, dude. <laughs> You're not wrong. You might be 11, but you're not wrong. And like, <laughs> it might piss me off because do the homework for my class, but also well, like, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But. <sighs> it is what it is. What a time. What a time to be alive. Have you uh, watched anything interesting this week? So I've been watching How Much Your Mother. Have you, have you watched that? Did you watch How Much Your Father? No, no, I'm sorry. I've been watching How I Met Your Father. Did you watch How I Met Your Mother? Yes. Okay. Have you watched How I Met Your Father? No. Okay. So, God bless. Sadie found paper. I'm sorry. Sadie found paper on my desk. I was trying to eat it. Um, of course. So, it's got Hillary Duff in it. Yes. I did know that. I love dearly. Um, so, I loved How I Met Your Mother. But starting to watch How I Met Your Father, you have to completely separate it from the original sitcom. Right. Because they are night and day different shows. See, I liked it, How I Met Your Mother, it except is, when I didn't. That's fair. So, because, uh, like, truthfully, Ted is a horrible character. Oh, absolutely. Um, no, like, Lily, Lily is actually super toxic as a friend. And the ending of that show was bullshit. Fair. <laughs> just, I've been listening to this new podcast called Writing Excuses. It's by uh, Brandon Sanderson and Dan and somebody else. It's like his writing group. I don't know if you've heard of Brandon Sanderson. He writes, uh, is it Rhythm of War is the big novel he writes, I think. Okay. Um, it's about writing. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> and uh, they were talking about uh, unpopular endings in the episode I listened to today. And so I feel like... Uh, how much your mother falls into that. Cause it's like, what if you do an unpopular ending, but it's necessary, then it's a good ending. If you do an unpopular ending and it's not necessary, it ruins everything. Well, and here's the thing. It also depends on what, what it is because like the game of Thrones ending was super unpopular. Okay. So the thing about that, they talked about it. But they also talked about you promise your reader something. And in the beginning, George R. R. Martin promised the book was going to be that you were going to kill everyone off. So, like, well, even here's though the thing. Here's the it thing. was unpopular, he said it was going to happen. Right. And the thing about the Game of Thrones ending is, do I think that we maybe should have gotten another season? 
to kind of develop some of the characters to where they got to. Sure. Because there were a lot of decisions that were made in my opinion, too quickly. I think Daenerys's uh, snap happened too quickly. I have not watched or read game of Thrones. Okay. Well, people who have will understand this. I think Danny's snap happened too quickly. And I think Jamie's betrayal happened too quickly. But I don't think that any single character in that show didn't end up exactly where they should have been. And that's what they talked about. They used George R. R. Martin as a like example of someone mm-hmm. who has unpopular opinion or have has unpopular endings, but it's necessary for what was right. happening. And he promised it. They said always, like whatever you promise your writer, you have to follow through with. Well, and George R. R. Martin promised it was going to be detrimental. You were going to be devastated when it happened. When when that like, show ended, I literally I watched the ending and I was like, oh my god! And I got on Twitter, nothing but people being pissed off. And I go, did we watch the same show? I did see that. I do not know what happened because I'm excellent at avoiding spoilers, but uh, I did see that everyone was mad about it. But it, it, things that they were mad about are stupid, 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 because they don't understand anything. Fair. And most of the people who are mad about the ending of the show did not read the books. Yes. And that goes back to me saying a lot of people are mad about how I met your father, but they're not accepting it for what it is, which is wants to be like how I met your mother and it's not a different show yeah it's first of all it's 20 years later but the thing is that the way that they do the sitcom it feels like a early 2000s sitcom which i love with all of my heart those are my favorite type of sitcoms so it feels like an early 2000s sitcom set in modern day but it doesn't feel like how i met your mother which is fine it's it's just fine yeah and everyone's mad about that and i'm not not mad about it I enjoy no. it. So. No, but yeah, but how I met your mother ending stupid Game of Thrones ending exactly what it should have been. Fair. Fair. I've heard that's true. MacGyver ending horrible. But that then again, nothing. okay, honestly, and this is going to, again, you didn't watch MacGyver, but I read an article this week about something that was planned for season six of MacGyver. Had it happened, I am so glad the show got canceled. Because because I'm not, obviously, I love that show so much. I right. cried when it got canceled. But if they would have done what this, like, spoiler website said that they were going to do, no. Nope. I think Whatever. spoiler websites half the time just make up endings and hope, for the, and hope it happens. And then, like, because, <laughs> like, I mean, here's the thing with writers, as a writer, they, uh, they like, put out feelers to see what you think is going to happen. And then they pick the least obvious one, but they may go with what you said. They may Wait, have no idea what they're writing. Here's the thing. You are talking about something that good writers do, which okay. is not <laughs> most television writers. Let's be fair. Well, if you think about like MacGyver, maybe, I don't know who wrote MacGyver, so I have no idea if they're a good writer. No, MacGyver's um, problem was that they went through a massive production shift because um, Mm. their executive producer was one of the people ousted for inappropriate conduct. Mm -hmm. Which... New MacGyver, old MacGyver? No, new MacGyver. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, that happened 30, 40 years ago. No, new MacGyver. And so rightfully... Like rightfully, he got ousted. He did right. horrible things, and the of cast course. was and the cast was very happy to get rid of him. But when you have something that major happen in the middle of a show, it does not always 
farewell for the actual content. Right, right. So. I feel that like on that same note. So I went and so I told you I went to Harry Potter and the Cursed Child a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. Um, so the day after I went and saw it, the guy who played Harry Potter in the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child was fired for unknown inappropriate contact. A contact. Bad <laughs> words. But Jenny, the girl who plays Jenny reported him. So I feel like it's pretty obvious what well, happened. I Yes. Except for that there's still an investigation and they still don't know. And like, they're still not. No, they let him anything. go already. No, no, no. They let him go, but they do okay. not. But they let him go pending investigation. And right. they're, they're keeping him out until the investigation's over. But the thing is. They the let thing, him go completely even after, like even before. No, no, no. So they I, have know, the I know, but, investigation but out. But no, I but think that, they've let him go since then. Oh, have they? Because the last I read, yeah. was, the last that I read was just that um, they. I mean, they fired him, but that the investigation. investigation, but I think they've like, no, 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 that the investigation they fired him totally, but that the investigation had not happened, like f- oh, fully. Happened. I think they're still working on it simply because yeah. the girl who plays Jenny is also taking a hiatus for like three weeks, so I think they're still going through stuff. But he's fired completely at this point. Well, yeah, no, I mean they weren't there. And my my point was that like he was excellent at playing harry potter and like when we left that night my friend becca all she could talk about was how good he played harry potter and i was like you know we were the last people that are gonna see him play that because he was let go afterwards and it was and okay and i'm totally not saying i don't believe her that's not at all no absolutely yeah, yeah i'm just he he started playing harry potter he was the first replacement he was in that role for like since like 2018. I don't think so. I think that new guy came in because I think this guy's only been in for three weeks. Nope. 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 Oh. James Snyder took over. He was the first replacement. He's been in the show since 2018. He did vlogs with Broadway.com when he was in it originally. I've seen tons of videos. I've seen the way he interacts with the kids backstage and stuff. And like, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying it was very, very difficult for me to see his name as something like that because he's yeah. someone that I've seen enough and like have seen enough with him to like not think that that's who he is because he's also yeah. been very vocal about like protecting kids in the industry. And I can totally understand that because like it was also, I mean, it was hard for us to see. We saw it the night before mm-hmm. and him and the guy who played Ron were the best part of the, the show. Like, I mean, obviously like they weren't the strongest characters in the show because it's more based on the children. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were the best actors in that, in that show. And I was just mm-hmm. like, it's devastating, but it is what it is. Like, yeah, no, I just, James- I, I didn't realize he'd been on that long. I didn't know him before yeah, I saw him. In the show. No, I, but, uh, I love him. I will. I, I hope I can still love him, but like, I, you know what I, I mean? I know. Oh. I know. And it's like, and it's not even like, I know there's a big thing with like cancel culture. I am not trying to get political or go on a rant. No, but I have. <laughs> I know there's a big thing with cancel culture and I think it's problematic for a lot of parts because it's, too rampant if that yes. makes sense yeah and so no, like because like obviously if someone has done something inappropriate they should absolutely face the consequences absolutely. for what they've done but it's become so easy to a blame people for things that haven't happened like okay or blame things for pe- people for things that happened 15 years ago that they've made up for exactly mm-hmm. no or like or even blame people for things that have yet to happen like 
this something that really bothered me speaking of like cancel culture and with the me too movement and everything henry cavill people tried to cancel him then he played girl in the witcher and all the girls wanted to bone him again so he got on canceled i don't know a lot of things about him i have no feelings towards him but he a couple years like a year a couple years ago he got canceled because he said something in an interview where he said that he was afraid to date because he didn't want to go into a bar and try to hit on a woman and then be accused of sexual harassment Right. And everyone was like, maybe you just talk to women in a different way. And he was like, this, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to walk up to them and be like, I want to lick your pussy. But like, <laughs> w- but like with how yeah. at the height of it, how quickly people were being like, that's assault, that's assault, that's assault. <laughs> he was like, I don't, what am I going to do? I can't talk to another, I can't talk to a woman at all. Right. And then everyone was like, canceled. You just don't know how to treat women. And I was like, okay, that's can like, we, can we just like pick a, pick somewhere in the middle? Like, <laughs> right. Could you? And, like, could you pick something consistent? Like, (laughs) you can't just, first of all, you can't cancel every man that's ever said something dumb. They're all canceled if you picked one that says everyone has said something dumb. But, like, they tried to, my favorite, it's, I don't know why it's my favorite. They tried to cancel Eminem because of his stand song. Because it sounds stalkerish. And the entire, like, our generation fought back and was like, no, thank you. And they they just, like, got over it. They were like, first of all. This, that's the point. This song does right. sound stalkerish. That's literally the point of the song. Second of all, if you think that's bad, have you heard anything else he's ever said? Right? Also, speaking of M.M., this is a thing that happened to me this week. God bless. I think I told you about this the other day when we were on the phone. But one of the new girls, Nora, she's a, a saint. Love her. God bless. Love both the new girls. She's 24. And we were talking about the, um, for those of you don't, that don't know, the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees came out this week, and that's a big deal in the music industry. I work in publishing, so we had four people that were nominated who had like sampled songs or worked with our catalog. One of them was Eminem, and so she looks at me and she goes, "Oh, were you a big fan of Eminem?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I loved him. Really into his music." She goes, "Oh yeah, I had some friends who were your age and they really liked him too." I was like, "It's <laughs> like Jesus Christ, how old am I?" Like. <laughs> am i a thousand now like what is this so i'm a thousand now that's what i that's what i've learned from that i have some friends who were your age jesus and then she goes oh did he come out with any new stuff it's like yeah he came out with an album a couple years back well that's nice yeah yeah um for my for my spirit week this week we had to dress as what we wanted to be when we grew up and I dressed as Avril Lavigne from the Skater Boy music video. None of the kids knew who it was, except for one third grader. One third grader. She got a cookie because I was like, thank you for making, having a good taste in music. The only third grader we like. Actually, I like the third graders better than my kids sometimes. <laughs> the only third grader I like. Let's be fair. perfect. Um, MK did want to go as me. But I did want to go. No, I I known. did go as you because I forgot to take all of my medicine or drink coffee and was late to work. So really, I just dressed up as you my with skate life. shoes, which is also part of my everyday life. Have you seen my checkered shoes? I still wear them. Okay, no, but not Vans. Like actual, like when they used to have the big puffy. Oh like, yeah, no, I just have. So I wore the Vans when I was in high school too. I didn't yeah, wear no. them, the thick ones. I wore the Vans. So. No, I I wore Etnies and Airwalks and all the mm-hmm. big like, yeah. 
Yeah, I yeah. did not. I have war fans because I thought they were cooler. And they were. Speaking of times that was were cool and when people would have known who Evelyn was, uh, Dead Like Me. Also four? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 2004. Well, that's skater, when we were cool. The, last the time Skater we were Boy cool. music video did come out in 2002, so. Yes. That was our time. Well, on the episode nine of season two of Dead Like Me, it was called Be Still My Heart. And it was rated 8.0 stars. It came out on September 19th, 2004. The number one song of the year was still, or the year, the week, the day, I don't know, was still Whatever. Goodies by Sierra. The number one movie of that week was a movie that I have not seen, but then I watched a trailer for it and I feel like I should see it. My dad said it's good. It's just weird because the number one movie of that week was Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow, which is like a sci-fi noir film starring Jude Law and Gwyneth Paltrow, but it's got like really weird, like comic book graphics. Okay. So I could hit or miss Gwyneth Paltrow, but I love Jude Law. So see, I love Gwyneth Paltrow, and I know a lot of people think she's crazy, but like I kind of I just hit or miss her. I like I don't her. I just she could sit to the side and I'd be all right. But I do love Jude Law. So um, see, the problem is Jude Law was in Captain Marvel, which was a terrible, terrible, terrible movie. So you hated Captain Marvel. I I hated Captain Marvel. I mean, it wasn't my number one Marvel, but I didn't hate it. I watched it twice. Oh. So, well, I I, I, I did I like it the, better the second time I watched it. Mm, the first yeah, time. no, I also hate Brie Larson as a human. So there's oh, that. Do you have a reason? Do I need to hate her? I don't. I don't know. She just seems really fake and no. preachy mm-hmm. and like tries too hard to be one of the mm. people kind of thing. Like she had a YouTube channel where she was like talking about how she just wanted to be like get talk to us, and I was like, no. No one wants to talk to you. That's sad. <laughs> I still like her. I don't know if not to like her yet. So I, I still like her. That's fair. Um, I did think her commercial where she was in a car was really dumb. But, but you know like, what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, but you I know, just, around the time of Captain Marvel. Yeah. I just feel like that's actually her. Like, I don't think she it was might be. in that commercial. That was a really dumb commercial. But otherwise, I think she's fine. The blurb for this episode it was really long, like really long for some reason. Um, George goes, happened. yeah, I don't know. George goes looking for a trip at his father's funeral with major consequences. Daisy is traumatized by her reap, a murder. Mason is the sensible one. Seriously. It says that in the blurb. <laughs> while, while Rube places Roxy in temporary charge as he goes searching for something. Clancy has Reggie stay over. Many, many loose ends are left. Yeah. This is truly the entire plot of what happened. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to tell you anything else. That's, That's it. it. We did That's it. Whole- Done. Um, it was directed by Tony Westman, who is has... He, he is new. He has only 10 credits on his entire IMDb, and I've heard of zero of them other than this show. Oh. You said Tony Westman? Yeah. Maybe I'll give him I'll give him a look, see what's going yeah, on. No, like there was like three independent films that I'd never heard of and like a couple like single episodes of things. Like I literally I have no idea who this man is. 
Cowbells? You never heard of cowbells? He, wait. He did not direct cowbells. I would have. Oh, he was cinematographer for, for cowbells. Oh, sorry. I only looked at his directing. Muppet things. Christmas, the client list. I, he didn't direct any of those love things. Hewitt. He did not direct any of those okay, well, things. I don't know where to find his director credits because I just <laughs> exactly, exactly because he didn't the forty four hundred is new. That's a new show people like. Oh, okay, but I was like, that's because he didn't direct anything. That's why you can't find his director credits because there I aren't mean, any. He didn't direct anything. <laughs> He's yeah. with cinematographers for some stuff I knew, but like. But also things that don't really need cinematography. Like, Cowbells would have been fine um, without it. The Muppets? That okay, cinematography. Fine. The Muppets in Oz? It was one of the not great Muppet movies. But I it mean, does cinematography. Fine. I don't think I've actually seen that one. But I assume it needs cinematography because <laughs> the Muppets. Um, and okay. then it was, it was written by Annie Weissman, who is retired. We know her. Yes. Um, so it starts with um, George's monologue about how everyone loved coffee. Which is fair. I very much felt her in this moment. Yeah. Um, and that's the only thing that her and all of the members of her family have in common. They like coffee. Same. Um, Just kidding. I do actually have in common with my family, but we do all love coffee too. Um, so then we go to the diner. And she, I, I keep calling it a diner because it reminds me of like the Waffle House. Like, but it, it's, I mean, it's a diner. It is. It's just not really. Yeah, I don't know. It's anyway, a diner. You yeah. can call it. Yeah, it's fine. So they're at the. It's just George and Daisy, and George is Daisy's reading the newspaper. George wants to see the obits so that she can find out when Thomas's funeral is because she wants to go see Trip. Hmm. And Daisy's like, yeah, no, definitely go. And she's like, I couldn't do that. It's weird. And she's like, so what you're saying is you need my help picking out an outfit. And she was like, yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. Um, Mason arrives and he's like, I brought you all cinnamon rolls. And they're like, thank you so much. And he's like, yeah, man, you should have seen how much blood was at the reap that I just did. It was all over the cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Also, I have to say, like, I'm not Mason. 1,000% not. But I might would have done the same thing. <laughs> I won't lie and say I wouldn't have. <laughs> Maybe not cinnamon rolls, though, because I'm hit or miss on cinnamon. But, like, donuts, they have these passion fruit donuts at Donut Plant. I Ew. might would have taken those. I hate passion fruit. Oh, I'm not. Okay, but passion fruit is one of those things that I literally can't eat. It doesn't have seeds in it when it's on the donut. Okay, but I the thing is, the fruit itself is basically entirely seeds. So I, I can't eat it. So I don't eat it, which means the flavor is weird to me. You'd like you to avoid see. a flavor so much, it, it, become, it doesn't taste good. You know what I'm I mean? I'm going to feed you this flavor without you knowing what it is. No, and I, I'll be like... I will. I'll be like, that's weird. I can't, and you'll I, love if, it. If I can't identify it, I don't want it. Well, we can't go anyways because Chelsea's closed. True. Um, so then Rube arrives, gives them their uh, reaps for the day, and George is upset because hers is at four o'clock and the funeral is at three o'clock. And she's like, "Sorry, I just I have girl stuff." And Rube's like, "Your facial can wait." <laughs> I was like, "I do have to say, like, she's pretty obnoxious about that." Like, 
I get it that she wants to go to this funeral, but also like she does know what her job is and she does know the rules. Like, yeah. Um, and then Mason attempts to juggle his death rolls. And um, I don't know why that was important, except for that I wrote Mason juggles death rolls. Did we even see him go to any of his? No. Deaths? No, no, he did his reap before breakfast. His job for the day was done. That's why he was up early. Oh, I see. I was trying really hard to figure no, out. When he, yeah, he told reap. them. He told them that that's why he was up early because he went and did that reap. And so then he didn't have to do one sure during the day. That. Sure. This, I also watched it like three days ago. So then we go to school where we are in uh, Reggie's science class. And this girl is giving a presentation on her model of the heart. And this is where the only trivia for the episode comes in. The teacher is um, telling that the girl that her placement of the heart is incorrect because the heart is not actually where it is on TV, that it's not in the middle of your chest, which is not true. Your heart tilts toward the left it is more on the left side of your body than the right but it is still behind your sternum Mm -hmm. your heart is in the center of your body (laughs) sorry um in case you want to have nightmares um because i did for a long time when i was a child my aunt told me i had to sleep on my stomach because if i slept on my back and someone broke into our house and stabbed me they could stab my heart easier because they could go through the front whereas if they went through the back my ribs would stop them and that's um there's even though i don't think that's true now that i'm an adult it's not and also sleeping on your stomach is not great for you it is not it is not but she told me i had to do that because my heart was in the center and they could stab me in from the front well i was like eight that's a that's how i grew up um Speaking of nightmares about hearts, um, it is then Francis's turn to give his him. presentation. And Francis is still in love with Reggie, in case that wasn't clear when he chose her to be his Komodo dragon friend last week. Um, and he uh, said, <laughs> Francis Buschetti, this child, gets up to do his presentation. And he says something about his Komodo dragon and the teacher says that she hopes the dragon is in heaven or she knows the dragon's in heaven. And he goes, although there is no scientific evidence to prove that. Thank you. <laughs> I was like this child. Um, so for show and tell, he uh, bought a real human heart off the black market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I put that his teacher just let him keep it and said, go sit back down. But as a teacher, I feel like you should take that away from him. Like yeah. if someone brought a human heart to your class, would you not take it away from them? No, I absolutely would. Right. That's, I um, mean, it's the same age range of what you teach. Yeah. Other things that I um, did not agree with her as a teacher are uh, the rest of the scene as it continues. Um, because then she calls Reggie for her presentation and Reggie does not have her project with her. And um, 
she immediately starts to like interrogate her in front of the entire class and like thank goodness for francis stepping in for the woman he loves saying that she made it out of liver and the dog ate it and so that's why she doesn't have it um but also i'm just as a teacher of middle school children who often have things going on that they're not either capable mm -hmm. of talking about or able to talk about in front of people especially that age especially that age and especially a kid who had a family member die within the last year and mm -hmm. a half mm -hmm. what on earth is her problem doing that in front of the whole class i was I like same. i was so mad about it like because i'm like, not a teacher and i went to the exact like, same thoughts. when my kids have like presentation projects i literally i will go i start the class by saying who is prepared to do their project today and the kids who are not i will talk to them after class I do not do that in front of the entire class because they often don't are embarrassed or don't have the words at that age mm -hmm. to explain all of the things that are going on in their heads, like why they're not in it for school that day. I still don't give them full credit if it's a day late. Well, yeah, but I don't make it embarrassing for them. And like, I think that's a big problem with like, class in our generation because that happened a, i don't know if it happened as much when you were little I don't, but I, know, I don't remember because i was never that kid which is hard. i mean i wasn't yeah. either but i remember that happening to people in my class See, and at the I, time I, I had no idea because i grew up in like a very stable you know lifestyle right. but so i was just like oh they just didn't do their homework but now as an adult i look back and i'm like oh they probably had something going on and they were not well, helped through it like yeah. see i was i was in a specific program for like gifted advanced kids so like everyone was at my level of like goody two shoes in my class yeah. so i never had to see that in in middle school but that doesn't mean i it didn't happen and i also i don't i don't know if yeah. i had teachers but like i don't think the teachers that i had would have done that just knowing who they are as people mm -hmm. But like, no, it's, it's really like, I have kids, like one of my girls, she brought a project in late and then we talked about it and she asked me, or she, no, she brought it in. She made, they had to make a map and she made it on Roblox. Cause I told the kids they can totally use technology if they are right, able to about Roblox this week. Mm -hmm. Yes. So she did it on Roblox, brought in her iPad to show it to me and then it wouldn't load. So I said, the internet's being a little weird. Come back at lunch and we will load up your iPad, see what happens. She did not come to me at lunch. So then the next day when she came to class and I showed it to her, I said, just so you know, I wasn't going to take points off for it not being in class yesterday, but then you didn't come talk to me at lunch. So now I do have to take points off for it being right. late. And she said, okay. And she that's then, totally fair. And then, and then but we, I told her that that's what was happening. And then she got a perfect score except for the points off for it being late. Right. Like that's. So it's still a good grade on it. It's not like exactly. she failed it. Like, but like I didn't say that in front of the whole class. Right. Because it just. Because you, you never know what kids are going through. And kids that age are so much less likely mm -hmm. to talk about it because they just don't trust anyone because they're going through so many hormonal changes mm -hmm. that it's just. I mean, you know this, you work with them every day. Like, yeah, it's just insane. So yes, I agree. That was not the correct way to handle it. Yeah. Then we go to the office where um, Misty is um, being 
really, really weird. What's new? Um, and she is talking about how she works there for 35 hours of the week. And for 34 of them, she's thinking about having sex. And George was like, what do you do for the other hour? And she's like, I'm having sex. So (laughs) this whole time, apparently she's sleeping with, what's his name? Was it Julio? Julio. Yep. Julio. Who is the same person? Dolores used to sleep with. Oh, that's right. I forgot that Dolores used to sleep with Julio. Yes. I was pulling some throwback quotes for this week and I was going through some old episodes to see what was happening. And one of the last ones that I was a part, like listening to, was the one that said Dolores had been sleeping with Julio. And I was like, this doesn't feel like it adds up. These are very different people. Listen, Julio just doesn't have a type, I guess. Good for you, Julio. I mean, that's fine. Um, but then and maybe that's why he keeps that job because he's always got someone to sleep with. Maybe. But then uh, Dolores comes over to talk to them about sex also, and then is immediately interrupted by a man having a heart attack. Only JK, he wasn't. It was uh, an exercise to test their CPR and first aid response skills, and they all failed. Everyone sucks at CPR and responding correctly. And George is like, she's like, George, come over here. She's like, oh, I wasn't here that day. It's like, that's not an excuse. Like, and she's like, he's going to, and she's like, he's going to die. And George's voiceover is like, I don't know who's post it. <laughs> I was like, that's not a good enough reason. Yeah. Not save someone. And then we go back to their Waffle House. And um, Daisy and Roxy are talking. Um, And um, honestly, it feels like Roxy really doesn't like Daisy. So every time they talk to each other, I wonder about it. Because, like, they have these, like, sometimes deep conversations. But they don't ever seem like they get along when they have these conversations. Well, I figured it out. And I have a note about it, and I can't remember okay. if it was in this episode or last episode, or, or in the next episode. Um, oh, no, it is in this episode. It, no, it is in this episode, but I figured it out. But I will say it when I get there. But right, so right, right. they're discussing George's crush, and Roxy's like, man, I hope she goes to the funeral. And Daisy's like, well, she won't go because I have a reef, and George won't go by herself, mm-hmm. which is true. She won't. So she brings Mason because that's a fucking intelligent decision. Right. That's the best person to bring (laughs) to a country club. You bring Mason. She didn't even give him nice clothes. I would have at least dressed him if I was going to bring him with me. Like, first of all, I wouldn't have brought him with me. But if I was going to, I would have dressed him. I'd at at least put him in clothes that didn't mean that everyone is going to be staring at him. True. Then we go to uh, the last house where they are getting ready to, um, well, Reggie is getting ready to spend the night at her dad's. She tells her mom that she did not do her project after having a little discussion about George and education. 
And then Reggie does the most manipulative shit I've ever seen in my entire life. And she's like, I know my mom is sad about George dropping out of college, so I'm going to guilt her into doing my homework for me. Right? And I was like, Joy, no, you know this is a bad decision. My dad goes, what a little bitch. And I was like, right? <sighs> Agreed. Yeah. Um, so then we go to Daisy's Reap. She's going to a hotel and she is uh, talking to this girl who's trying to pick out sexy lingerie. And um, Daisy's just being all helpful. And then she's like, all right, well, going to go now. Um, then we go back to the funeral, um, where Mason is just being the most obnoxious human and Trip walks right into them. And Mason continues to be so fucking stupid he starts quoting like Shakespeare death poems. I was going to ask you if you knew what he was quoting. No, I, I can't. I don't actually know okay. if he was quoting Shakespeare or if he, it almost felt like he was reading or mem- like trying to memorize funeral cards. Mm-hmm. I don't know who wrote the poems. I was wondering if it was something from the Bible. I didn't know. <laughs> I don't know. There was whatever was on the funeral card at the country club. <laughs> He's an idiot. No, Mason. Um, and then we have the first moment <laughs> where I think that I actually liked George's character. I said the same thing <laughs> because she was like actually really coy. Mm-hmm. Um, Trip was like, uh, if you keep showing up here, like people are gonna talk. And she's like, about what? And he like, and he's like, you. And she's like, what do they say? And he's like, well, they'll say you like me. And then they talked about something else. And as he walks away, she's like, let him talk. And I was like, oh, George. I know. I put a note that I said, I think this is the first time that George has had real chemistry with anyone in the show. It was, it was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, then we go back to Daisy and she is watching her reap and the woman is murdered and it was so sad and i feel like i have a comment about the camera work here um because it looked like oh my gosh please sit i had a comment about the camera work because it felt like the way they did the angles with that horror music and the shadows it felt like they were um shooting like a scene for like a csi or criminal minds it felt like they were shooting from like a true horror or murder scene it didn't feel like dead like me shooting yeah i get that i i just okay i think the thing was obviously the death itself is sad and the effect that it has on daisy is sad and i totally get it but i think the death was only as sad as it was because the girl was so pathetic Mm-hmm. And like I don't, I don't mean that to be like, oh, she's so pathetic because she's right. trying to get him. Like that's not what I mean. The yeah. scene where she's talking to Daisy beforehand, and she's like, I don't know about this color, and his wife wears this color, and I don't want to be desperate. Like she's very, very like 
the way she talks, she has no confidence in herself. She's like, maybe if I do this, he'll like me. And like, she's just written as a Mm -hmm. very like pathetic character. And I think her character is foreshadowing. So obviously I don't know, but I think like, like the fact that it had that horror scene type style of lighting and stuff wasn't what made it sad. But I think at first I thought that Daisy experienced a similar thing and that's why she was so upset about it. But I think her her sister experienced it and she tried so hard to help her out before she died. And I think that's what made it sad too, because I think it had a part in Daisy's life. Yeah, no, I have a note at the end that about that her sister. um, Yeah. Where is that? We can talk about it. then. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's definitely, um, like, at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yes. Um, so, then we go back to the funeral again. And um, I don't know exactly what bullshit Mason is spouting at this point. Because my note says Mason is being an obnoxious drunk. Um, followed by a note that says Tripp's sister is a bitch. Followed by another note that just says, Mason sucks. So, like, I don't know what. Okay, so this is where Mason's at the bar. (laughs) And he says, can I buy you a drink? And she says, you don't buy drinks at the country club. No, this is not there yet. No, this is not there. But my next note about Mason says he's stealing diamonds. Is it that Oh, that's why he sucks. When he is, when he steals the diamond from the dog. Mm -hmm. That's when he sucks. Um. I don't remember. Oh, he was being obnoxious when he was talking to the painting of the dead lady, saying that, oh, yeah. that everyone drank because they were so ugly. <laughs> and then we find out that the girl who keeps interrupting George and Trip is his sister, who is a bitch. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then Mason steals a diamond necklace from a dog. Uh-huh. And I said he sucks. Yes. Then... We leave there and we go back to the diner where Rube is with Roxy and he says he has to go do research on a research trip and she is in charge while he's gone and she's like, research on what? And he was like, I'm not going to tell you. And she's like, the fuck you are? Yes. And, And he goes, I sent something to someone a long time ago and it didn't get there and I need to see why. And she said, were you dead when I sent it? When you sent it? And he said, I said I know, knew when coffee tasted, it cost a nickel. Yes, I yeah. was dead. <laughs> no, he was like, yes, I was dead. And she's like, is that person dead? He was like, coffee take cost a nickel, Roxy. Yes, that person yeah. is also dead. I know. Yeah, we like, also got a bit of an insight into Roxy's life here again. And um, the first time in like 15 episodes. Um, Roxy is so like undeveloped as a character and she should mm-hmm. be so much more developed because she has a lot going on but like when we first get into the scene she talks about like she's still having nightmares and I want to know more about that what that's about because if it's about her dying that was 20 years ago I don't think it's about her dying I think it's about her shooting the girl in the from the concert Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Because I was like, yeah. it doesn't make sense for her to still be having nightmares about her dying. No, she's, 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 having, she's having nightmares about having killed someone as not a reaper. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. 
Because I, I didn't even think about that as one of the reasons. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> then we go. Oh, and then Roxy, while Roxy's talking to Rube, there is a call over her radio. And I don't know if you caught what it was in that moment, but in they call her to the hotel for the murder. And this is where another time where I said the show has done so well at pulling things together, which has been very different from the beginning of the season or mm-hmm. beginning of the show. Because in the show, they jumped around so much like we talked about. Yeah. But in the season, they've done so well in the past, like, two episodes it haven't been very many where they've like they connect everyone to go where everyone else is and so like it's not that they didn't jump from the hotel to roxy back to the hotel they jumped from the hotel to roxy to bring her to the hotel so everything was connected and i think that makes the episode so much smoother i agree it has been in the past um then we go to clancy's apartment and um reggie is looking around the apartment and she calls him out on being single because he has no food which i um totally related to um same but then she is talking about how um her mom's doing her project for her and he's like you know we could do work here and she's like you're an english teacher and he goes english teachers can do science you couldn't handle it it's science that's what she says to him (laughs) And he was like, English teachers can do science. And I was like, never, ever have I related to Clancy except in that moment. Just that second, though. Like, I was like, five yes, seconds we later, can. he ruins it all. Then we go back to the funeral and Mason. Wait, is- wait, wait, wait. Oh, <laughs> you missed a one liner from Clancy. Oh, did I? You did. So he's talking about. Um, joy doing reggie's project and trying to do it with her and he's like no i can help you all this blah 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 and she says uh mom's doing it and he's like you know how i feel about cheating and oh, she just yes. looks at it <laughs> and i was like yes yeah clancy that's not a good argument no like, i did i do remember that because then later in the episode he says something about how um oh no in the next episode he says something about lying and i go you're just making shit up now like first yeah, cheating absolutely. now lying like you just you're just making it up 100 100 percent. um then we go back to the funeral and now mason is at the bar trying to mason buy is plastered and he's trying to buy ashley um a, a drink ashley is trip sister ashley aka whitney aka whitney and she's fucking frigid oh my god she is not having it um and um she's like why are you here and he's like i'm with her and she's like who the fuck is her and she's like that is your brother's girlfriend she's like oh really great um so they so then it shows uh george and uh trip hiding under a table having cute moments but the problem is that starts that scene by Tripp saying, my sister and I used to hide under here, which means obviously your sister's going to fucking find you, dumbass. Absolutely. And you're also, like, by- you're in the middle of a funeral. No one saw you go under a table. Right. Um, so Ashley does find him, and then they interrogate them. And then George. I will say, before she interrogates them, um, George talks about Reggie. And I think oh. this is the first moment she's talked about reggie specifically since she's yes no but that's why i wrote george you just fucked up because 
George says, I ignored my sister. And he was like, you said that in the past tense. She also gave him her last name in the last episode. Oh, so yeah. Like, no, no. No, that, no, no, no. That was in this episode, too. I have was notes it? about that. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, I'm like, oh. But I was like, I'm happy that they bonded over their sisters. But also, like, George It's about time she acknowledged that, like, she didn't, you know, talk to her. Yeah. her. And so then Ashley finds them and then interrogates them. And then she's like, who are you? And she's like, I'm George. And she's like, what's your last name? And he's like, yeah, what is your last name? And then Ashley's mad. Like, how is it your girlfriend? And you don't even know her last name. And then George and Mason standing there like, no, don't, please don't, don't. Say. And, and she gives her real last name. See, and here's the thing. If you're going to go by a name when you're dead somewhere, you should use it everywhere. Right. Like, like she should just Millie, call her. She should just call herself name. Millie to everyone except for the Reapers. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just dumb. She could even go by Millie to them, like, just to make it across the board so it's not confusing. It's yeah, fine no, to go by George to them. Rube's not going to call her Millie. No, no. But, like, that's why I was like, you can't tell people who are living your name is George. Like, I that's can't. not going to work for you. I was like, I literally wrote, you fucking dead idiot. I put even hammered Mason knows you can't tell your right. last name. And that's the thing is when, Ma- when Mason is, well, is, my next note says when Mason is a sensible one, you've fucked up. Right. And at this point, I want to compare this episode to the Rockstar episode we just had. Because in our last episode, we talked about how, or the episode about the Rockstar, we talked about how George is getting so much better at her job that like everything was so easy for her in that episode. And that's how she got through to her reap so far. But it's like everything is so easy. And then she just like messed up the easiest thing in this episode. Yeah. And so it's like, did we go back on our character development again? Like, obviously, we do that a lot. We do. But um, yes, but this is also the first time she's like had feelings. Well, she had that guy who passed away at the wedding in the first season. Oh, yeah, no, but, but he also she, died. She didn't, her feelings for him were more confusion yeah, because there. he could see the gravelings and it was throwing her off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so then we get to the uh, hotel where they're investigating the death and um, the killer's name is written on a note card next to the phone. And Roxy's like, oh, man, the victim had nice handwriting and i go so roxy knows it's daisy's handwriting fantastic mm-hmm. and then roxy realizes that the soul is still there because <sighs> daisy um i wrote roxy knows daisy wrote the name and left her rape and where the fuck is daisy i said sweet roxy why did daisy leave her that was my note yeah very similar very similar <laughs> um so then we go to george's rape she left the funeral to go to her rape which is at a gay wedding. And I don't, I don't have a lot of notes about the gay wedding um, because it was not really that important to the plot. Um, but Gordon, the, the oh, rape. God bless. Is like bitter and alone and um, sad at a gay wedding. And then he tosses the bouquet and immediately dies or catches this the is- bouquet toss and immediately dies. Right. This is also another moment where I was like, George has grown so much in her reaps, Mm -hmm. but yet this episode made it, first of all, she messes up and everything's so easy that's not because like she walks into the wedding and he immediately says his name. And I'm like, why is it so easy to find these people for them? Like 
I'm not going to walk up to you and tell you my full name if I've just met you. I may not even tell you my real name. Who knows? But I'm definitely not going to walk up and be like, hi, I'm Courtney Cloud. Nice to meet you. Like, um, no, but she didn't, she, he didn't say her, his name to her. He said it to the guy. No, no, no. Was, but he didn't know the guy either. He walked up and introduced himself to that guy. Yeah. Cause he was trying, cause he's trying to get a boyfriend. Right. But I'm also not going to introduce myself that way. I, I would appreciate it if everyone introduced with me, introduced themselves to me with their full name so I could then stalk them on the internet. Well, of course. Yes, I agree. I will not be giving you my full name unless I know you. <laughs> well, so you're very single, so so it just <laughs> for the best. It's for the best. But uh, um, I just I feel like these reaps are so easy for her, and it's like you've come so far. You got to a point where you did so well. Why are they not making it like a normal daily life for you? They're making it like extra easy for you still. And I feel like it's no, but they they kind of do it for everyone. Like they. No, I know. I'm not saying it's just for George. No, but I, I mean, think it's like across the board, the show makes it too easy where I feel like it should be a little more realistic, I guess. Yeah, I don't see. I didn't find that one unrealistic. Well, um, maybe not even, but maybe. I sure did. Um, so then we go back to Joy, who has uh, called her friends to cancel girls night so she could finish working on um, uh, Reggie's heart. I said, poor Joy doesn't get to have a real life. I'm sad for her. Um, and then we go back to George, who walks uh, Gordon down the aisle to his heaven. <laughs> also, when his back cracked, or his neck, spine, whatever cracked, I made a noise that you should not make as a human. I was so taken aback and distraught by that moment that I just... yeah. Made a noise. It was rough. And then we go back to. Uh, oh, wait, he did bring up a oh. good point. Oh, he when did. they were talking about it, this is a another story. But I know I ask you a lot of like world building questions. You are yeah. not Brian Fuller, but I ask you anyways. So he talks about like, can you get a boyfriend on the other side? And I'm like, can you get a boyfriend on the other side? Or well, here's the thing. I mean, I think. I mean, I think that your other side, your happy thing is whatever you want it to be. Like the little girl who's turned into a a Ferris wheel and the guy who wanted so badly to have God love him as her, like the trans woman when it was Jesus in the sky. So like, sure, if that's really what Gordon wants, I'm sure that's what Gordon gets. Yeah. But, but I like, it was really only, that conversation really only existed for George to be like, I fucking don't know. I know. And that's why I was like, no one has the answers. And now I want to know. Yeah. I need to know question, answers to questions that have no answers. So, Well, that's a f- tragic flaw. Well, that is a tragic flaw. That's my character flaw of life. So um, then we go back to the diner and Roxy is yelling at Daisy. And this is where I wrote that it's very obvious that the reason that they hate each other is because they're too similar. Mm-hmm. The things that frustrate Roxy about Daisy are the things that frustrate Roxy about herself but she can't yell at herself because Daisy accepts that she feels that way and Roxy won't yeah because Daisy's okay with just being emotional and Roxy's working so hard to hide that that she can't she needs to discipline the emotion out of Daisy and this is also where we got into the point of like 
each person has a type of reap they can't do and they can't deal with. And I was trying to figure out what everyone's was. We know Rube doesn't do kids. Daisy doesn't do domestic violence. Um, George hasn't been around long enough, I don't think, to like have one that she doesn't do. But I don't know what Macy and Roxy. I don't know if Roxy like doesn't do friends. Like she just doesn't have friends. But I don't know if she like like reap wise. And Mason, I feel like everything he doesn't do are the ones he already gets thrown into. Yeah. So, like, I feel like he does them anyways. Yeah. Um, Then we go back to the funeral home. George is looking for a trip, but the funeral is over. So, she's sad. There's some kind of monologue over top that I wasn't really paying attention to. Um, And then we go back to Clancy's where Reggie has fallen asleep. And now her dad is also doing her homework for her. Right. Right. So, George has, George, oh my gosh, Reggie has everyone doing her homework for her. Yeah um speaking of which we had a lizard man a lizard man a guy who like runs an exotic reptile show thing at school for spirit week i was really trying to figure out where that was episode. i was like and i do not remember that no 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 and he at my school and he um said something like he was trying he oh he was bringing out the the snake and he was like if you are afraid of snakes do not volunteer He's like, I'm going to say it again. Do not raise your hand if you are afraid of snakes. And he's like, now let me ask a question one more time because I know some of you have had your parents doing your homework for you for the last two years. If you are afraid of snakes, do not raise your hand. And I was, my, the principal and I, like we're in tears laughing at the things this man is saying to these kids. And then one of the eighth graders goes, I kind of feel triggered because he just kept calling us out for things. <laughs> And I was like, maybe don't have your mom do your homework for you and it won't be a problem. Truly, truly. <laughs> my parents um, would never do my homework for me. Like we had so many hard things. We had, we had to make a Rube Goldberg event one year. And I was like, and my parents made me do it all by myself, which like fair, they should have. But then yeah. every other kid had their parent help them. And mine looked so bad because it was so basic because I did it by myself. And I was like, my parents never helped me with anything. But, yeah. Uh, my parents my parents really only i only remember my dad really helping me with one thing one time and it was an essay in fifth grade and it was the best essay i ever wrote and to this day i don't know how much of it i wrote well you know it happens what was it about america the american revolution Ugh, ick. okay oh my Sorry. god no, love it love it i could rewrite the essay right now um so then we go back home and George is out being all sad about her lost love. And then turns out Trip is at George's house with her earring that he says, you dropped this. She gave them to Mason. Mason dropped it. Right. Right. Just kidding. Mason gave it to him. Right. Because right. Mason also told him where she How to get there. Yes. Yes. And she was like, oh, I'm like a dead Cinderella. <laughs> She's not wrong. Um, and then they hook up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then we go back to the diner. And Mason is trying to talk to Daisy. And he's like, yeah, where were you? Like, I missed you today. It was so much fun. And then she's like being all sad. And then he's like, I love you. I mean, you're had Yeah. I was like, well, Mason is a lot of red flags as a human. 
but he's also like the sweetest human. Like he sits there and he listens to her and he knows when she needs something and he's there for her. Okay. Even if he's a disaster as a human. Now watching season two, Mason, is it more clear why I was in love with him? Yes, absolutely. 100%. No questions. No questions. Um, And then uh, Daisy, for the first time ever, mentions that she had a sister. And obviously, without saying so, she is telling us that her sister was murdered. Because obviously, she wouldn't be thinking about her sister in this really sad moment if those two things were not connected. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Um. Clancy brings Reggie home um, with her project. Uh, JD is very excited to see Clancy. He's about the only one. Yep. Yep. And then um, she brings... Oh, wow. Somebody's having a party at your place. My alarm went off. People are going outside. It's crazy. It's chaos in New York. (laughs) Then... um, uh clancy's version of this heart model was not an anatomically correct heart it was just a heart um with a poem and uh reggie's like i don't know dad wanted me you to read this and then joy reads it and um tears up because it is a shakespeare sonnet about how when you have children you never feel alone again and i also put what shakespeare play is that it is not a play. It's a sonnet. That is what you just said. Yeah. I wrote play. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I think it's just a sonnet. Do you, do you know which one it is? No, I do not okay. off the top of my head. Um, I but just like to see you on Shakespeare sometimes. I know, but uh, they talk before about how Clancy teaches Shakespearean sonnets. Right, right. Um. And Shakespeare, for as much as he didn't really love his wife that much, he did love his children. That's true. Even when he didn't show, it is true. Um, So then turns out JD did actually eat the project. And um, Joy's pissed, but Reggie's like, no, I love it. And you know this manipulative little brat only loves it because she can bring the broken one to class and be like, see, my dog did eat it. But it's okay because we're never alone. I like how you've presented her project for her. Thank you. Yeah, well, it's unfortunately, I know a lot of manipulative kids. <laughs> um, and then George wakes up and Trip is gone. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, no. I have messed up. But then it turns out he didn't really disappear. He just went to get coffee. Mm-hmm. Only I really wish he would have fucking disappeared because the next scene is so awkward. It hurt yes. me to yes. watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then we just get the last uh, little bits of like scenes with monologues. Rube's going to go look for his family. Reggie does her presentation. Uh, Millie completes CPR training and saves a life at work. And um, that is, that's it. Yeah. That's the end. That's a wrap. Yeah. Um, Like I said, the only trivia that was on IMDb 
was the thing about the heart being wrong. Now that you ask me, I really wish I would have paid more attention to what Shakespeare that was. I know. Because it, it wasn't in the IMDb trivia, so I didn't even yes. think to read it. And I should have known that you were going to try to test my Shakespearean knowledge. Well, you know, that is what I like to do. It is what I do, too, so I should know that. But right, right. Whatever. It's 11 o'clock at night. I don't know anything. Truly, truly. Um, who would you like to punch? Oh, gosh. Um, I forgot about this. Oh, gosh, you go first. Um, his sister. I'm sorry, I lied. I want to punch Ashley mm, in the face. That's a good one. Um, Mrs. Rickett. Mrs. Rickett. That's her name, Rickett. The, the teacher, the science mm-hmm. teacher. Fair, fair. Still mad about it. Yep. Yeah. I. As you should be. Yeah. Um, and then who was your MVP? This is kind of a tough one. A couple of people I want to give it to. I think I'm going to give it to Roxy again. I know I just did in the last one, but she, while her conversations with Daisy are a little frigid, they're like, she still cares. And she yeah. did help the woman who was the wreath yeah. and she did take care of everything and like while while rube was gone she's supposed to be in charge of everything so like she's just kind of quietly in the background but she's making yeah. sure handled so i think i'm gonna um, go with i'm gonna pick mason because he yeah. sends trip to george <laughs> and also is there for daisy even though nothing's really going right for him he's still got his girls and he's taking care of them mm-hmm He's a sweet person. He sure is. I love him. God bless him. Where is my Mason? Dead. So sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. That was an automatic reaction. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, and on. I'm sure he's alive and well. He's alive and well. I sure hope so. And also, hopefully, I don't fall in love with someone who thinks putting a drill in the back of their head's a good idea. Also, he's not in Scientology or Nexium or whatever cult he decides to be in this week. He's not in a cult anymore. Not anymore. I mean, like, I was looking today. Not today. Who knows? He could join uh, Leto's, what's his name? Jared Leto? Jared Leto's cult any day now. Jared Leto sends me emails all the time. Are you in his cult? No, I just accidentally subscribed to a 30 Seconds of Mars email list a long time ago. And never well, that's fair. They were a dope band, but um, don't, join the, don't join a cult. I am trying to join a cult, but not really a cult. I'm just Great. trying. There's one part of the Freemasons that lets women in. Ooh. So Is that new? To... No, it's like not Like 40 new. years new? I don't think so, actually. I think it's probably closer to like a hundred now but it's very small it used to only be like wives and widows and stuff and now it's expanded a little bit Mm -hmm. um but yeah i was looking into that today you let me know get me a sign up slip if you uh you have to be a relative of a master mason to get i'm glad i am um right now you definitely my my grandpa's mason (laughs) i bet i could find someone 
Well, I got a big family. <laughs> I'll enough. send you the list of um, relatives that apply for. Excellent. I did 23 and me, so uh, I will find some relatives. Well, it's a very short list of how far away relatives you can be. I have like my first cousin once removed. I have a lot of those. I don't, I don't know if that. Second works. cousin? I have a couple second cousins I, on there. Those I don't think right. that works. I'll find someone. Unfo- I'll, yeah. I'll get married. I'll that, that, that would me. work. That would work. Yeah. Okay. Um, and on that note, um, <laughs> you can, if you have any relatives in the Freemasons, um, if that, you're looking for them to marry me, so I can also be a Freemason. Um, you can send us any information you have at uh, Death and Aliens on all of the social medias. You can follow me at E M K A Y underscore superstar. And you can follow me at CECloud13. And um, yeah, we will see you guys later this week. Bye. Bye.